Be'ezes Hashem Yizbarech. We will continue what we are learning in the Holy Letters in the Baratanya, letter number 12, what the Shir is in the Schus, Rufua Shalema, for Hinda, Bastabe Rachel. Well, we are learning the letter known as in the act of charity is peace and the inner obsession with compassionate charity releases and unleashes a never-ending and everlasting inner and outer tranquility. We are spending an enormous amount of time going on this journey. And when you look very deeply into the collective of all the shiurim that we have learnt, you will see that this letter from the Holy Balatanya Although it's three and a half pages, little by little, we are taking a sentence at a time, and we are giving an insight, a panoramic view in Hasidic philosophy on the sentence and its history, and together when one takes a collective of all the shurim, one gets a panoramic view of an inkling into the insight that the Holy Balatanya had. That's why we must understand that the revelation of this holy letter, which is the beginning of compassion, is not a revelation that's just a psychological revelation. It's not only a psychological revelation. It is the merging of two energies, which is from the most profound secrets in Kabbalah and Chassidus, which is to be able to to be able to hold and grasp and glimpse into an intellectual concept that's beyond time and space, that's beyond intellect. You know, many people misunderstand the whole entire Torah. They misunderstand the Chamishi Chumshi Torah. They misunderstand the secret of the enormity of the entire Torah. The secret of the whole entire Torah is mm -hmm. that when you are looking at the Torah, the five books of Moses, the Chamishi Chumshi Torah, you are looking at 
the infinite intelligence of God. You are looking at the infinite intelligence of God, how it is enwrapped and enveloped and contained in a story. You understand, in this world, the highest form of spirituality, the highest form of something that's infinite, something that's everlasting, something that's untouchable, the highest form of that is intelligence. The highest form of that is wisdom, is knowledge, is understanding. What do we, what is our wisdom? Where is what? Wisdom is the most complex things to discuss. Understanding the wisdom is already a little bit easier because I'm understanding the wisdom. When I know the wisdom with every fiber of my being, when I know it, I know the concept. It's still something so hard to touch because I've made wisdom. I've made this tiny little piece of infinity. I made it real. I came up with an invention. I had a flash, a flash of a concept, a flash of lightning in my brain. I see the whole picture of my business. I see the whole picture of my marriage. I see the whole picture of my life. I touch anything intellectually, mentally. I grasp it with my mind, but I can't describe it. I can't decipher it. And even after I go through the whole process of breaking it up, intelligence, where is it in my brain? Where is it? Can I touch it? Can I hold it? It's so spiritual. It's so close to a different world, a different realm. It's what makes us human. It's our humanness. It's our humanity. It's our Adam. It's what we are different. It's our Medaber. It's the beginning of our ability to communicate with another person. As opposed to being an animal, which is just emotional, which is just instinct. My emotions run deep. They're basic instincts. They're basic, just like an animal. If I take my whole intelligence, I put it into an animal, I'm just an addict, just like another animal. Just I've taken my intelligence and I've corrupted it. So to understand the enormity of the Torah is, you know, we look at psychology, we look at philosophy. And this is the outer realms of intelligence. And we think that it's enormous from our perspective in this world. We think that Hasidic philosophy, Hasidic philosophy is it's a nice, it's a nice thought. But philosophy, new age, you know, new age, CBT, and new age forms of therapy. This is the outer spectrum of intelligence. This is to study the world from its outside, to study, to, to think, to under, to think we understand anything from studying it from its outside rather than going from its inside. The whole idea of recognizing these 10 energies in man, to be able to see man for all of humanity, starting from A person's torso, which contains 
a person's competition and a person's surrender, which we didn't even get into yet, which is the lowest form of his energies. And then we get from his kindness, from his love to his feeling, which we discussed yesterday. And then we go higher, we go to his intelligence and we say his wisdom is the highest and then he's understanding the wisdom. And then we look at a person and we say, you contain all of this with your organs. But when I study the outside of the brain, can I comprehend true intelligence? Intelligence is deep in the brain. When I look at someone's face, I only see their emotional intelligence. As we explained, the eyes and the nose is the right eye and the left eye and the nose is the heart of the face. It's the emotional intelligence. Man's intelligence is far superior than the little face, which is called Zayr Anpim in Kabbalah. The little face that you see when you look at a person, it's called the little face because it is the heart of man that's described in the person's face. So from an external point of view in Kabbalah and Hasidic philosophy, the lower you go, the more exterior you are, the harder it is to see. So Kabbalah and Chassidic philosophy is to take you on a journey deep into the multiverse, deep into intelligence, deep into the core of everything, to start from the end of the universe, not from the beginning of the universe, from our world. We look at our world, that our world is the beginning of everything. What happens to enlightened people who try to explore certain measures of the brain through different artificial phenomena. They start to see how petty our world is. But they never get a glimpse into the other worlds. They never get a glimpse into true intelligence. They never get a glimpse into real infinity. Because they're starting from this world. Hasidic philosophy starts from a whole different world. It starts from the world, the source of all intelligence. And it's trying to take you from within to without, from the core. You understand? Look at your brain. Deep within your right side, whether you're a man or woman, is your wisdom. You cannot even describe your wisdom. You need so much room, so much work to even decipher your wisdom, to decipher the true you, to decipher your core. You need work on an exterior level, which means you're actually organs part of your brain that's going to hold the wisdom and give it to your understanding. And then you have to go deep into your own wisdom. You have to meditate. And that's if a man starts with himself, but you're only one little tiny person. Do you know what the collective used wisdom looks like? 15 million Jewish brains together. Do you know what that looks like? 15 million versions of God, 15 million understandings, 15 million ways to learn the Torah. understand the enormity of what God was trying to do with the Torah. The Torah is no joke. It's no story. It's no history book. It's the history of man. It's told us Adam. It's the story of God saying, I am infinite. And I decided to narrow myself down to 10 energies. But not just to express myself in those 10 energies but for ultimately my infinity to be expressed in all those 10 energies to the point that those 10 energies become 
as infinite as I am. How do you hold this concept? How can we touch it? How can we grasp it with our brains? The Holy Palatanya's son, he would take one word from his grand, from his father, two words, and he would write 70, 80 pages on it. Metaphor after metaphor after metaphor, trying to decipher and to grasp, trying to give a person comprehension so he could be able to go deep into the multiverse, deep into deep into the cosmic mind of God, deep into explaining to us what the purpose of this Torah is. How do you take infinity and put it in the brain? How do you take infinity and put it in the heart? That is the secret of creation. That's the secret of the Holy Torah. The secret of God's intelligence is to be infinite and to become finite at the same time through the Holy Torah. Because the Torah on the outside looks like a story, but the deeper you go inside, you see it's infinite. It's holy infinity. And any moment you spend learning Torah, any form of Torah, is to be able to hold infinity with an infinite mind. And like we said, when you look at a baby, Chazal tell us, if only a person could leave this world the way he came into this world. When you see a child, you look at a child, you see infinity. You don't see the 10 organs, the 10 general organs of the body. You don't see the processors that are going to process wisdom. Wow, this child's going to have wisdom one day. This child's going to be a great teacher with great understanding. This child's going to be a great compassionate person. This, this child's going to be a great artist. Empathy. You don't see none of that. You just see the infinity in the child. And the infinity is going to start to go to sleep as the child grows up in the personality and the trauma. And then a full personality is created with 10 energies. Not only 10 energies, but those 10 energies are going to take on worlds of their own, the world of thought, of speech and action. And the world of the ego. The world of the shell, the shell, which is known as the world of Klippa, it's the world of the ego, alter ego, the illusion of the me, the illusion of my separateness, the confusion that me is really we. The idea that I'm self, that I have a self. And the goal of it all is for that self to develop and for one day throughout all the trauma, throughout all the shame, throughout all the suffering, for the me to truly burst through this ego, the true me, which means that me is really we, that nobody is, a, is different than me, to recognize that deep inside me there's an infinity that's beyond anything describable. When did anybody see that affinity when I was born? And the purpose of the Holy Torah is for me to get in touch with that godly infinity. To get in touch with that in the most powerful way. That my personality and the core of who I am should not be in contradiction. Which means the core of who I am, which is godly, which is infinite, which is indescribable, unmeasurable, unstoppable. When that gets unleashed, 
every core of my organs, every one of my attributes, every one of my talents will be able to be infinite. We'll have infinite potential. We'll have no contradiction to who I am. Where my personality and the true core of who I am will not be in contradiction. There will not be any odds. Where I'll be able to show that I'm stronger than my trauma, stronger than my betrayals, stronger than my suffering. And to create a marriage through that, to create, create relationships through that, to transcend nature, to transcend my humanity, which means to get in touch with the true humanity, which means to be like God, to understand that the whole purpose of the Torah is He gave us the true Torah. And the never-ending, everlasting life force of you, God, you planted inside of me. When you plant something against decays, it looks like it rots, but enormously new, luscious fruit tree comes out of the ground. Where did it come from? We have no idea. And that's what happens with the Torah. Me and you now, we are learning the Torah. This has nothing to do with intellect. This has nothing to do with psychology. This is far beyond psychology. This is to go to the depths of the infinity and to tether, to wither, to, to sit on the, the borderline of nature and beyond nature. To be able to touch something that's infinite. To be able to plant it inside you. To be able to allow for the unleashing of the core of yourself. To be able to shock yourself. As you wake up from the unconsciousness of your personality, as you wake up from the unconsciousness of your ego, as you wake up from the unconsciousness of all your trauma, to discover the roaring, infinite, undescribable you, which is something enormous. It's unattachable. It doesn't have any tomorrow. It doesn't have any attachments. It's an unconditional love. It's an unknown intelligence. It's an undescribable sense of warmth, passion, love, unity with the whole entire world, with the creator of the world. And it's a unity that unites intelligence and emotions and infinity and holiness. With everything you know. And in that space. There's true marriage. There's true unity. That's what he's trying to convey in this letter. That there's two types of ways you can experience this. You can do this in a superficial way which you will still experience a peace, an enormous peace, because you're seeking out those who don't have, and you're giving to them, which is bringing you alive and bringing them alive. And that alone is far superior, far more enormous than one would ever imagine. 
But then there is even a deeper level. Which is to see what your own body will look like in the Messianic era. We imagine that our eyes are only able to see and our ears are only able to hear and our hearts only able to feel. But in fact, in this lifetime, we are refining ourselves to the point that in the Messianic era, our ears will be able to see just like our eyes can see. Which means there'll be such a refinement of every single organ that we will see that every organ is really the purpose. You know, they have today a savant, a child who's blind, but his hearing ability is so powerful that he's able to see far better than anybody who's able to see. And he beats people from all walks of life at every area that they can do with their eyes, he can do with his ears because his ears are 100%. And even that's just a metaphor what our ears are going to look like in the Messianic era. We're going to be able to feel with our hearts, but imagine to see with your heart, which means that there's such a unity between your heart and your eyes that's indescribable, that an infinite energy has been revealed in your ears, in your heart, in your eyes. We are, each one has become the other. They have remained the same organs, but the energy that you is in the eye and the energy that's in the heart is so united that with your heart, the foreskin of your heart, the blockages to allow you 100% sensitivity, attentiveness, wakefulness of your heart. You will feel another person instantly, even deeper than sight. You will see them. All organs will contribute to all organs. Do you know what it means? The first man, the Gemara describes how gigantic Adamarishan was, both physically and spiritually. The Kabbalistic terminology talk about how he was a mirror image of God. But everything became corrupt only for it to burst through, through all of our work, our inner work, working through the Torah, 2,000 years, not to plant this infinity in us, to become infinite beings, to transcend our petty egos, our trauma, to look back at it and to see the joke of it, Yitzchak, to see the, the comical thing of it. But how beautiful that was to unleash the core of the Jew, just like we see today. The tremendous satisfaction to see a non-Jewish person 40 years of his life be full of tattoos, to live a whole life and then one moment to, to, to see the core of his purity, the purity that you see in every child when he's born, to see the core, the Shema Yisrael, Hashem the holiness, the untouchable, uncorruptible core of God that's deep inside every single person's heart, to see that burst out and to see the tremendous joy to wish that we can hold the holiness, to hold the infinity, the way the purity and the core of the soul that's coming out in so many people who are getting in touch with the core of who they are, getting in touch with Torah Mitzvahs, getting in touch with God, to understand the secret of all of it, that all of me and you, that we should get in touch with our Yisrael Shabbat Neshama, the true compassion. Yisrael means compassion. It means deep in the core of my heart, there's an infinity that's far beyond anything you can imagine. And in that space, everybody is the purpose because we are all one unity. We are all each other. 
And the Torah for 2,000 years was planted in us so we can tap into that, so we can usher in a cosmic revolution, so we can usher in a compassionate people, 15 million people that are all one human, that all make up a mirror image of the divine. And in that space, there's a never-ending, everlasting peace. There's an indescribable compassion, something that's indescribable. But you must make it your mission today that this is far superior, far greater, far more satisfactory to drink from the waters of compassion, to be a partner with the divine, to let the Torah change your life. That's the portion of what he's trying to say in this letter. Admit your nefesh until the core of your soul bursts out and you will hold something indescribable. You'll never be able to describe it. But when you've touched it, you will know it. And it would give a silence and a tranquility on your soul.